Testing. 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 Testing, 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 testing. Testing, 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 testing. 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 That looks fine. Okay. Well, hold on. Let's, uh, testing. 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 Should we leave this in? <laughs> we can leave part of it in. Well, we'll always part. Welcome to Your Words Against <laughs> Mine, a competitive reading podcast between siblings. Get the game down. I'm your co-host, Thomas Dempsey. And I'm your co-host, Elizabeth Connor. And this is it. The end of year one. Our first... What are we calling this? Season? Season. It's a season. Yeah, it's a season. First season of this reading competition. Elizabeth won. Uh, <laughs> so. Spoiler. Gains. Ah. Hey, you want to start over? No, 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 no. Okay. This is, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is good Whoa. stuff. Okay, uh, much? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy, we are punchy. Uh, it is New Year's Eve. Well, not that that impl- should imply anything. Uh, okay. What? You go. You go. Are we starting over? I... It's... This is what the people want. <laughs> so... Oh man, you know, I, I, I used to think that doing these in the same room <laughs> made this easier. <laughs> but it doesn't. <laughs> uh, Maybe it's gonna be at the blooper reel at the end. It is December thirty first, twenty twenty one, ten oh nine p.m. It is the last episode we are recording. It is the first episode of twenty twenty two. You'll be hearing this the next day. We don't know whether to call this the season one finale or the season two premiere. It's both. Get over it. <laughs> so today, we're just going to be talking. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah, uh, we're just going to be talking. Yeah, we've got all our reading done. We've got some reading ahead of us, but we're not going to be thinking about that right now. We've got a lot more reading uh done than we have gotten done b- done before so needless to say we've recorded in the last two weeks i don't know about you elizabeth i've been taking it easy yeah same yeah a lot of the pressure has been off especially since i met my reading goal whoop, whoop. that might be a thing we can lead in with uh yeah that sounds good at the start of the year we each set uh reading goals for how many books we wanted to read this year I sit 52, one book a week. I met that. I have read 53 books in uh, last year. Uh, Elizabeth, did you um, have a goal? I, I did have a goal. So let me preface this by saying I went back and did some research. I went back into my Goodreads history. And every year since 
the beginning of 2017, what I have done is I have taken the number of books from the year prior that I read and my and when I set my goal for the next for the upcoming year, um, I just add five to it because okay. I feel like it makes it you know more realistic. Fun. So anyway, um, keep that in mind. My goal for 2022 was to read 126 books. Cool. I read 152. Cooler. <laughs> so, how, how many of them were good? Um, you know what? I'm gonna call it. I'm, I'm gonna call it 50-50. All right. I read some garbage this year. Nice. Yeah. Some of it I talked about on the podcast. Right. Some of them, like, I probably said it was good on the podcast, and then upon, <laughs> and then, and then upon further reflection, it was like, actually, oh. that, was, that was trash. Oh, that's, this is already my favorite episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, uh, we're recording in person. We're celebrating the New Year as family, uh, except for right now when we've run away to yeah, record to an episode record of a podcast. This. And uh, we're going to be talking about what you can expect in the year to come. But we've, needless to say, got some stuff to take care of here. Uh, kind of uh, gave away the game right off the bat, but let's, uh, let's, let's play into it. Um, before we talk about word totals, mm-hmm. let's talk about books Okay. total. Um what yeah i liked a lot of books in the last year and uh i know elizabeth liked some uh oh hey did she go i, I don't think, know she i think i she think she's good to. about going okay uh bring you into the space uh we are recording in the room where i've got my kitten uh, feisty who you might recognize from our twitter feed uh she is uh, pooping in a box and she's very interested in what she may or may not have done in there i don't think she's done anything it is a very I, small box i mean yeah i'm inclined to think though that she's very good at covering it up or maybe she just maybe she can't go with people looking uh yeah so anyway um yeah uh we to read some good books this year we thought we might talk about some of our favorites. Mm-hmm. I can lead off. Uh, you want to? Do you want to go like back and forth, or do you want to yeah. do like your top yeah, and then yeah. I do my top? Let's do. Let's do. Let's do back and forth. Okay. Cool. All right. So um, I said I read fifty-three books. The final book that I read is one that is very irrelevant to this competition because it was the subject of an early reading challenge from my sister. Uh, if you recall. Uh, Sometime early in the year is, you know, some point. Uh, Elizabeth assigned me to read a book using the uh, Serial Reading app. Yeah. And for that challenge, I selected uh, Leo Tolstoy's Anna Karenina, and it was a long one. The Serial app divided it up into 159 daily reading segments. So to meet the challenge, I held myself to completing that book within 159 days of starting it with the app. I did not finish it within 159 days of starting it on the app. In fact, I finished it 
on December 31st at about three in the morning. <laughs> that, and uh, I ultimately jumped ship from the serial app itself and finished it up the, uh, on the uh, Barnes & Noble uh, published version of it. That was the only like major published edition I could find that had the same translator as the serial edition. Mm -hmm. uh, who was um, Constance Garnet. And uh, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was good. It's It lives in my memory more as like an assemblage of short stories and vignettes. Mm -hmm. Just kind of how it's written too. Because like um, it follows multiple character threads over the course of uh, a length of time. And each of those characters' stories are divided up into like various happenings. So it's not the most uh, propulsive book plot wise but there is a lot of really nice character writing in it and uh, some very sort of like standout sequences that uh, I recall fondly and uh, it was a nice book to end the year on awesome. and it was also the longest book I read this year according to my Goodreads app it came in at 1180 pages I believe that includes um, end note details like index and what have you Stuff that I don't factor into my reading, so I think uh, I'd put the page total at closer to like 750. But it's still plenty long. And uh, yeah, so now I'll pass the mic over to Elizabeth. Uh, what, you, what, you, what, you, what, you, what you got for us? Alright, so um, I know prior to this we talked about, you know, I asked if I could do something a little bit different. Well, I'm kind of reneging on that nice so yeah sorry yeah um so i'm actually going to talk about like my top seven books and then my top three series that way it still equals out to ten so the first book i'm talking about today is actually is also from a challenge that thomas gave me um and it is the seven and a half deaths of evelyn hardcastle by Stuart turton mm. and i just love this book like I loved the, the the fantasy aspect of it. I loved the mystery aspect of it. Um, I feel like it played out in... Do you visualize when you read? Sure, yes. Okay. Oh, well, some people don't, so... Yeah, no, no, no. So, like, visualizing this book playing out was very, very easy for me to do. Right. I could very much see this being adapted into, like, a movie or... Like a, a Netflix miniseries or something, and I think it should be. I think yep. a lot of I think a lot of cool things could be done. All right. Um, you know, I kind I liked the I liked the main character's progression of discovery throughout the oh, book. Right. Um. So yeah. So this was definitely it was definitely in my in my top ten. Yeah. That that was one I started reading. It was one of five auspicious drops I had by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Books that I had started and left on my uh, reading uh, list mm -hmm. and then just was no chance I was going to finish them in time to yeah for the year over that's really the big flaw of the annual reading challenge is it really demarcates what counts towards and against your goals yeah I uh, see I was never super strict about it like if I finished the book in a year it didn't matter what year I started it in okay 
if I finished it that year, I made it like I counted it. But that's that's just me personally. I yeah. know a lot of people feel differently. Maybe it's just the gamer in me, but I just uh, I feel like I have to impose like weird arbitrary rules mm-hmm. on myself. But uh, that setting that aside now, um, back on me, uh, books I liked. Shortly before uh, finishing Anna Karenina, I read another German, not German, goodness sakes, another Russian-themed book, and that was, of course, The Gentleman in Moscow by Amor Tauls. Again, not sure if that's how it's pronounced. It's T-O-W-L-E-S. Mm-hmm. Would you pronounce that as Tauls? Yeah. Sure. All right. So, uh, that is a novel by an American author, I believe, set in, uh, or an English-speaking author, at least, set in Russia at the 1920s, so shortly after the, um, the revolution there, and uh, it, it runs up into the 1950s, thereabouts, like post the death of Stalin, and uh, charts the life of this uh, count, who has been sentenced to a uh, um, house arrest in this uh, prestigious hotel in the city of Moscow. So, and it just sort of de- accounts his life, his like uh, sort of life being shrunk down to the space of this, albeit very sort of large and um, like uh, in- interesting building and all the other people that inhabit it. It's a really engaging read it's pretty much i believe i said at the time that it was sort of the very definition of a page turner for me because there was just very few if any moments in the book where you felt compelled to stop reading or like you weren't as interested in the next part of what was happening as you were what came before it Mm -hmm. and so uh that got me really interested in the author himself which uh if you will Humor me, Elizabeth, might lead us to another topic of conversation we can have. Uh, But, uh, yeah. After this break. Okay. I think it's going very well. (laughs) It is. It's going well. I don't know why I'm like this. (laughs) 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 (sighs) She is a cutie pootie. Here's a cutie pooty, and you need to pooty. You're holding it in. You're gonna explode. Please don't shoot in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, and we're back. If you're to your words against mine, we were. I just, I just, I just, I just cliffhangered us uh, with what we were gonna be talking about next, uh, Elizabeth. Yeah. Earlier this week, you sent me a very interesting text message. What was it about? Uh, so in the tech... Wait, is it about the TikTok? No. Oh. Um. The what? Oh, yeah. So, okay. So, um, I saw... Actually, I did see about the sale on TikTok. So, I saw, um, on TikTok that Barnes & Noble was having a hardcover sale. And it was 50% off all hardcovers in the store. Old and new. Old and new. No, yes. Did not matter. Right. Um, and we, uh, we, our understanding is that it's an inventory thing. End of the year. Uh, trying to offload some stock. Obviously, hardback editions are going to take up more space. Mm-hmm. Uh, more weight in shipping, what have you. 
So probably just trying to lighten the load there. Yeah. Yeah. That would be my assumption too. Right. Um So anyway, it was a two-day sale. I texted Thomas about it uh, on the on the second day and was like, "Hey, did you hear about this?" And um, my husband had to go like he and and my older stepson like they had to meet at the mall. And so I was like, well, I'm going to tag along because I want books. So we went, I went shopping. Um, and I had a very modest haul. I bought four. Yes. And I bought ten across two stores. <laughs> so, yeah, I that, that is one competition that this guy won. <laughs> but to be fair, you also live in a bigger town than me that has two Barnes & Nobles. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, why is that? Why do you think they built them so close together? Honestly, it's probably because the demand is there. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know I live in Greenville. It's probably one of the more populated areas in the state. So, And it's you know frequented with highways. So you're getting a lot of traffic through that range. So yeah, I think it checks out. Also, there was like the old one on Haywood. Mm-hmm. And then the newer one on uh, Woodruff. On Woodruff, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, anyway, I bought 10 books, returned one. We might get into that, but uh, I'll start off with some of what I bought. I was a pretty even split between uh, uh, literature and graphic novels. The literature books consisted of the aforementioned Amor Tell's latest work, the Lincoln Highway, which I had to travel, which spurred the traveling between two uh, Barnes and Nobles, because the first one I went to was all sold out, and the second one I went to had like seventeen in stock. So apparently, one had just gotten like bulldozed uh, by the sales goers, and the other one had been left pristine for yours truly. And uh, so, yeah, I got uh, The Lincoln Highway, which I'm looking forward to reading. Need uh, goes without saying all these books will be New Year's reads. Uh, there was another book by another author I read this past year, Charlie Jane Anders, author of uh, The uh, Planet Between Night and Day and Night, uh, something like that. It's her latest collection of short stories called Even Greater Mistakes. Uh, I, re- I got um, two... Uh, Penguin Vitae editions. This is, I believe, uh, an imprint of Penguin hardback autobiographies. Uh, The first was by Julia Alvarez in the time of the butterflies, which I believe is actually a um, biographical novel as opposed to being autobiographical. So maybe it just applies to books ranging in the nonfiction section. But and the other one is a book called We by Yevgeny. Zamyatin, and I'm not totally clear on what this one is about. It's actually, huh? Okay, it's set in Russia. So yeah, I'm kind of vague on certain details. Honestly, if a book's, I am very much a judge a book by its cover kind of guy, especially if I'm like looking for something that will look nice on a shelf. So if it's got a nice look to it as many of these Penguin Vitae books do. And if it's, uh, like, uh, reviews online are strong enough, I'll probably just pick it sight unseen. But uh, I'm looking forward to checking it out all the same. And that was... Uh, 
Boom, boom, boom. Oh, and that leaves the fifth book, which was uh, Musashi by Eiji Yoshikawa. It is, of course, uh, a novel of the famed Japanese samurai Musashi Miyamoto. This book was published, originally published in like 1971 and uh, has recently been put out in a very nice um, hardcover edition by uh, Kodansha that uh, kind of looks like, do you remember those old hardback novels that were like on the shelves at uh, Granddad's old summer home? Yeah. But near the lake? Yeah. It reminds me of something you'd find there. Okay. It's very like cozy, like nostalgic looking. As far as like those that stripe of novel is concerned, and uh, yeah, so those were all the novels and uh, uh, literary books I bought. Uh, Elizabeth is doing some kind of uh, inventory on her phone and tablet. She is like quite the working girl. Uh, I can keep going if you need. Yeah, time. you can keep going. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to remember what I right. bought. So I said half was uh, that, half was graphic novels, specifically manga. Because uh, your boy's gonna do. Um, there's actually a fairly good selection of hardback manga to be found, especially where um, uh, special editions and deluxe editions are concerned. In fact, uh, a friend of the show, uh, Joseph, uh, was visiting from Japan with his wife, and uh, they were sort of seeing the sights and uh, visiting the aforementioned Books a Million that we talked about in the previous episode. And one thing that we got to discussing is how in Japan, I believe almost all manga is these really like dirt cheap uh, paperback trades, mm-hmm. and um, like I that are like about pocket sized essentially, like commuter sized. And so the idea of large paperback manga volumes, let alone hardback deluxe editions is kind of a novelty relative to how these books are marketed in the states so uh, i believe they might maybe bought a couple of volumes to take back as souvenirs um but that's sort of but that that, that's what i wound up uh investing uh my reading in i've been talking very quickly you have been yeah um, so, of the five books I got, the first was uh, Akira Toriyama's Manga Theater. Apparently this is a manga anthology by the uh, acclaimed author of Dragon Ball. And uh, looking forward to getting into that. I got uh, volume 15 of the Full Metal Alchemist series. The uh, new uh, Full Metal editions that Viz has been putting out. I got a art book, uh, The Art of Howl's Moving Castle, part of the Ghibli Library uh imprint that uh, has been publishing a lot of good stuff i got volume one of vinland saga the omnibus edition uh this is a uh, manga that's set in like um the medieval viking times mm-hmm. and uh is uh, very good so far and then the fifth book that i bought that i wound up taking back is a fan- was a fantasy manga called uh, uh sayuki sayuki Mm-hmm. Sayaki, something like that. It's a take. It's a sort of a uh, fantasy sci-fi spin on Journey to the West, the famous Chinese myth of uh, of uh, that, and um, and uh, it wasn't good. I didn't like it. 
I read oh. like the first chapter and the artwork was kind of grody. Okay. A lot of like eyeballs two inches lower than they should have been relative uh. to the other one. It, I, I think the series was originally published in like maybe like the 90s thereabouts. So I'm sure it has like some uh, legacy that would warrant a deluxe hardback edition, but I just didn't need it. And fortunately, Barnes & Noble has a very generous return policy, and I wound up getting a couple of other books instead. Uh, yeah. Cool. So that completes my uh, adventures in commerce. Elizabeth, I think you're all set to go. I am. Um, sorry, I had to look up exactly what I... Even though I only bought four books, I had to look up what they were. Um, so the four book, no. First of all, let me just go ahead and say, in terms of being a book consumer, if I don't know what I'm looking for, I'm very dependent upon authors that I'm familiar with. I'm also very dependent upon uh, cover art. Here, mm-hmm. here. <laughs> so, if if I don't know you, or if you don't have good cover art, I'm probably not going to pur- purchase your book, and I'm sorry about that. Um, Anyway, so the four books that I purchased first was The Wolf and the Woodsman by Ava Reed. Uh, I bought this book, yes, because of the description inside the dust jacket, but also because the cover's beautiful. Like, it's gorgeous. Yes. I I think I might have even seen this one. Is it a new release? Yeah. Yeah. It's a new book. Cool, cool, cool. Um, So, I'm excited to read it. It's very much like... Uh, Scandinavian um, folklore-ish vibes, and I'm into that right now. Yes. So I'm excited to read that one. Um, I did. I also got Colson Whitehead's Harlem Shuffle. Nice. Yeah, I've, he's. I've had uh, Underground Railroad Railroad uh, on my TBR for way too long. I really need to get into. It. Yeah, I um, I don't. I haven't actually read any Colson Whitehead, but he's just been so talked up mm-hmm. that I'm like I feel confident for buying from him. Definitely. Um, the next book I got, I got it purely based on the title. It's called Night Bitch. Nice. By Rachel Yoder, and from what I understand, it's about a mom who like motherhood is not everything she thought it would be, mm-hmm. uh, and so therefore she starts turning into a werewolf. Fun. And I don't know, there's like a multi-level marketing scheme involved and like a mom group. And it just looks like a lot of fun. Um, and yeah. And then the last book I got, I got because I felt like I needed it. I felt like it was something I needed in my collection. And that was Dune. Dune! Nice. So, I yeah. got Dune. Was it the uh, that, uh, that uh, really nice sort of gray matte cover? Not gray, uh, tan. With like D U N E, not um, not like not like crisscross. It's like just straight down. Oh, okay. It's like Dune, and then then I don't know. It's got like mountains or hills okay. or something behind it. There was this like one edition of Dune that I was like on. I I'd had my eye on for like years, but it's like uh, forty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. We got in when I worked at the used bookstore. Uh, we got in a collector's edition of Dune. It was like a beautiful leather worked copy mm-hmm. um 
it was ridiculous. I think it was like I think we were selling it for like three, four hundred bucks. Joseph. Like oh. we like somebody came in to purchase it and we had to walk that person up to the to the counter. Okay. Like you couldn't just go. You had to be walked up. Right. Um so yeah, so those were the four books that I purchased. Okay. And that uh that was a good talk and I think we need to Dive back into what we've been reading that we as do. opposed to what we've been buying. So you were the last one to talk about what you read, so now it's my turn. Go ahead. All right, so the next book on my list um, is Sith, or Sitha. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it, um, by Starla Knight. It's the first book of the Blades of Eris, and this one is one of my tops, is one of my top selections for the year because... Uh, it is a science fiction romance, and that's not something that I see a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the science that is depicted is yep. fairly realistic and like fairly sound. Nice, but also like the romance aspect of it is very. It goes with the it it, it goes with the uh, with the world that um, the author has written. Okay, so it's not like you've got this, you know super straight-laced guy and then he's like all eloquent and lovey-dovey and stuff mm-hmm. like he he expresses his emotions the best he can okay so i mean like so you have really pretty sound science you have a romance line or you have a romance storyline that is like it fits right. anyway so anyway that that's that's why that's one of my books uh for the year and all i right. will plan i do plan on keeping going with the series oh i love that do you think can people hear the fireworks going off in the they background they might um yeah. so yeah if you hear things like popping and you know it's just fireworks yeah it's certainly not uh, any editing issues on anyone's part uh next book I'm, I'm gonna knock out a fistful of them because i've got a trio of sci-fi novels staring me right in the face and uh they're not part of the same series but i read them about the same time and they were all excellent i'm talking about the aforementioned city in the middle of the night by charlie jane anders uh iron widow by uh, um Ziran zhao and uh embassy town by china mayville these were all um sci-fi books i read around about like fall september and yeah, you don't set her in the litter. She's just going to jump up here and like track it all over. <laughs> okay. Uh, these were all sci-fi novels I read like around like September, October time. And I uh, thought they were all very good. Uh, uh, Iron Widow is, of course, sort of like a, a take on like the giant robot versus monster story with uh, a, like very like melodramatic and uh, passionate romance and... Uh, uh, star-crossed lovers plot behind it um a lot of uh, oh goodness, uh so, like a cyberpunk sort of dystopia mm-hmm. vibes uh city in the middle of the night is another like really well well world designed sci-fi book uh as are all of these really i think that's the thing i look for more in sci-fi than any other element is the quality of the world mm-hmm. that is being imagined because uh, um of course the city in the middle of the night is set on this uh uh, orbital locked planet where it's always daytime on one side and always night on the other Mm -hmm. 
and humanity just kind of has to live on the borderland between the two. And then uh, Embassy Town is about this uh, this uh, human space colony uh, set on the border of this like obscure alien civilization where the alien races like capacity for like thought formation and speech is like so drastically different from our own that uh, all these loops have to be jumped through. It's kind of like Arrival, but with a lot... It's kind of like if Arrival was a space opera, as opposed okay. to being like a grounded, like first encounter kind of tale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so I really liked all three of those books, gave them all five stars, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Okay, cool. Um, so now I'm going to get into one of the series that I read. So, instead of doing an in each individual book, uh, just overall, this is a series that I liked. Um, and that is the Between Dawn and Dusk series by Damon Schlosser. Jamie Schlosser. Uh, there's three books in that series. And basically, all three books, um, the, the, the theme through all three is it talks about the heirs to these three fey kingdoms. They're all interconnected. Um, the three heirs are all cousins and uh, a curse is placed upon them by some witches who got mad at their fathers and uh, they are blind and they have to and the only way that their sight can be restored is if they um, find their true love and consummate that relationship right so uh, but anyway the 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 series was very very good Uh, each book uh, was very very good about making sure that like the characters had distinct personalities from one another you know you don't have like the you don't have like the super confident cool girl in every single book cool like you you know each book both characters distinct personalities but the same but the same world and and the and Jamie Schlosser is very consistent with her depiction of that world in all three books, which is a big thing mm-hmm. with me now, especially going into Kindle Unlimited like I have been. Right. So, um, between Dawn and Dusk, Jamie Schlosser, good choice. Good book. Good stuff. All right. Um, I'm not. I'm going to hold off on uh, knocking out another trio because uh, it would be less uh, thematically uh, linked unless you can see any thematic links between a... Um, a uh, Hawaiian swim team uh, at the mid 20th century, a uh, chess prodigy, and a uh, mystical labyrinth. Anything? Uh, yeah. All, right, so, All three take great determination. Cool. I'm talking, of course, about the Three Year Swim Club by uh, Julie Chickaway. Uh, I was talking about um, the Queen's Gambit. And that was by uh, Walter Tivis and uh, Piranesi by Susanna Clark. These were all read uh, around about the same time as well. Uh, Three-year swim club was my lead-in to the uh, Summer Olympics, and that was a really fun read there. Uh, Queen's Gambit, of course, was adapted into a Netflix series, and I was intrigued to see what the book was all about. Really made the game of chess like tense and exciting and uh, of course Piranesi is oddly enough a book that I appreciated at the time 
for what it was able to accomplish with relatively little. And that has sort of lingered on in my mind such that I might rank it more highly now if uh, I was doing, if I was going back and changing things. But um, of course, Susanna Clark, previously of uh, Mr. Stra Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, which was this gigantic tome of a book, and I believe then some health issues uh, conspired to like keep her out of uh, publishing for a while. So Piranesi could feel like sort of a slight return, but I think there a lot of the same spirit of uh, that previous book shines through. A lot of like the strength for world building, even in like a pretty like purposefully minimalist uh, conception. Really enjoyed it. So that yeah. All right, um, I'm gonna knock a couple out of the way just because I feel like that's what you've been doing. Yeah, sorry. So um, anyway, I'm gonna. These are three individual books. They are all romances. Mm -hmm. Um, so these three were part of my, my top 10, uh, the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Excellent book. Unconventional, quote unquote, unconventional love story. I can't really say too much or else I'll give the whole thing away. Right. Um, the stolen Mayfly Bride by Sarah K.L. Wilson. Excellent book. Excellent, 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 like fairy tale depiction. Um, super short read, but it's a good one. Uh, and then Ensnared, which is the first book in the Spider's Mate series mm -hmm. by Tiffany Roberts. And it's about a woman who falls in love with a spider. Nice. Yeah. What about the rest of them in the series? They, I don't think they're out yet. Oh, oh, right. I think you even mentioned yeah. that. That it was weird to start a romance series that wasn't like five books deep. Yeah, that's, the, the, that's not the only book on this list that's like that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. So yeah. those three excellent romance stories um, would highly recommend Thomas Go. Okay. Well, I'm uh, going to knock out two real quick here. Uh, there was Less by Andrew Sean Greer, the uh, Pulitzer Prize winning novel about an award winning novelist. Funny that. Traveling the world uh, in the wake of a bad breakup and um, really like do it going on some soul searching getting into hijinks it's just a really great sense of like place and perspective in this writing i can totally get like how it was like lauded in its time and uh, i think like don't let like the saturation of the paperback i think it was just sort of like inescapable for a while there don't mm -hmm. like that like ubiquity put you off uh if you've been holding off on reading it just because you feel like it's always going to be around just you know, check it out. It's a it's a fleet read. It's a good read. Really liked it. As was I liked another book that was recommended to me by Elizabeth. That is the particular sadness of lemon cake. Awesome. A, a great book that I really liked, and uh, was happy to uh, read. I think I split that up between an ebook version. I don't know if I was able to find a IRL like paper edition at the library. Mm -hmm. I know that's how I read the Color Master, which was also good. But um, yeah, uh, uh, the uh, particular sadness of Lemon Cake, a uh, sort of a magical realist coming of age story that uh, really got its hooks in me. Really like like nice like point like 
perspective of a point in, in a person's life and they're coming into their own uh, really good stuff all right um, I'm going to knock out two series, and then I'll only have two left after this. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so, one of my top series for the year was The Murderbot Diaries. Thank you. Thank it, you. I, yes, I, stand you know up. What? I, take a bow. I slept on this. I slept on it, and I don't know that I ever would have gotten around to reading it had you not issued me the challenge, so thank you. Happy but, to perform a service. But Murderbot Diaries touched my little introverted Aww. heart. It was great. It was sweet. I just made a face. Oh, quote unquote sweet. Sweet. You know, as sweet as like a a killer robot can be. Oh, she's not a killer. Well, she does kill. She's not hum. The the ungendered robot uh, is. Good. Uh, yeah. Is not unfeeling. Yes. Um, as much as she might want to be. So. Um, so that, anyway, so Murderbot Diaries, highly, highly recommend. Uh, and then the, the next series is actually one that I've read within the last two weeks. Oh, that's um, exciting. There's only two books out, and it's cool. going to be a four-book series. Nice. Uh, and that is Bluebeard's Secret, also by Sarah K.L. Wilson. She had another book on my list. Uh-huh. Um, and it's about and it's about a girl who who unknowingly gets caught up in the fae like in a in a in the fae world uh, she develops a relationship with one of the princes of the fae world and she's not really sure like how much of their relationship is actual real romance and how much of it is politics and how much of it is you know the fight for mankind like it, 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 you know good stuff so it did i just finished the second book there's only two books out the second book did end on a cliffhanger I've still got two more to read. I think book three might come out in either late... I think it's late January. Okay. So, I don't think I have to wait too long. Okay. Then you've got two books left? And I'll got, and then, and i have two more books left. Yes, right. and I'll have like three books I really want to touch on. So, why don't we have our last break right here. And when we get back, we'll finish off with our favorite books. And uh, let you know what you're in for in the year to come. Sounds good. And welcome back. So, we have just a few more books to talk about before we get into word totals. Uh, yeah. And uh, I've got a triptych, not a triptych, uh, three books of books that I want to uh, end off on. Uh, they were all sort of themed around a uh, reading challenge earlier in the year that I set in honor of uh, Black History Month. These um, first book was... Uh, how to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kendi. Really, like, uh, sort of, I feel like, vital sort of book on race and its and society that uh, I really recommend for people. Uh, the other was a book of short stories by uh, Nana Kwame Aji Brenya called uh, Friday Black. A really intense sort of works of genre fiction that likewise... Like, uh, get at uh, racial tensions and uh, r- racial themes and society, and uh, really liked. And then, capping it all off, what I believe is my favorite book of the year that I read is uh, Revolutionary Suicide by Huey P. Newton, the autobiography of the co founder of the Black Panther Party, written. Uh, I believe a couple of years after his uh, freedom from prison in the wake of uh, several attempted um, uh, 
prosecutions. Uh, the book is like half, I mean, it's all autobiography, obviously, but it's like half his life story coming up in California and becoming politically engaged and half the uh, story of this trial that he was put on where he was framed for the uh, murder of a police officer. And it really does just become like this really gripping like courtroom drama mm -hmm. for that last half of the book. And then, of course, you have all these great period details and historical like intersections and uh, this, this great sort of like, like uh, internal insight, like uh, elements of soul searching and such. Mm -hmm. So it was just a really good read. I'm definitely going to be thinking about it for a while to come and I'd say it was probably my favorite book I read this year and now let's hear yours all right so for my top two books of the year um, is The Suicide Club by Robert Louis Stevenson uh, you know that is a classic and it is very much in the vein of Sherlock Holmes it is a very easy read to get you started if you are trying to get more into classics um that's one i would highly recommend and then my number one book of the year would probably be uh, wolf's gate by cat porter it is a romance it's a historical romance and um i want to be the i want to be the heroine when i grow up uh, i'm older than she is because she's like 23 in the book yes but like i want to be her when i grow up cool 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 all right, so that's been a lot of great books this year. Mm -hmm. Hopefully a lot more great books to come. Mm -hmm. well, this is the last episode of the year. We're about an hour out from midnight, an hour out from yep. starting in on a new reading venture, a new total of words. Yep. And let's send this year off right. Let's get at some final word totals. All right, let's do it. I think uh, I should go first. Okay. Uh, so, in the time since our last episode, I have finished one book. It is a book I received for my birthday that I finished on Christmas Day. Uh, it was The Creative Gene, a book of essays by game designer Hideo Kojima. And the word total came, into, came in at approximately 60,465.6 words, which adding to my previous word total brings my word total for the year 2021 to 4,434,124.8. Yay! Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what All do we right. got? So in the interim since our last episode, I have read three books. Uh, so that would be to that for 248,964 words brings my word total up to 10,063,552 words. Got there. Got there. Got there. <laughs> uh, she could not. She couldn't but I couldn't. Not. I couldn't not. I'm not going to lie. Like uh, like the past, the past two weeks, that's been the only reason why I've read is I'm like, I'm getting to 10 million words. Nice. Like, I'm doing it. Well, Elizabeth... That might come back to bite you. In oh, no. Oh, no. So, uh, clearly, Elizabeth has won the competition, Your Words Against Mine, in word total. But is she tough enough to win 
my own words against me. A new ancillary (laughs) challenge for season two, wherein we each compete with our own personal word totals. We're still going to be competing against each other. This is just another bunch of numbers we can throw at people's faces. Do you think you'll be able to read... I'm thinking percentage-wise more words than you read this year than I could read in the year to come. Okay. So... Okay, Okay. so clearly we need to have another, like, huge, long, 30-minute dissection of algorithms. Okay, basically, we each have word totals for what we read this year. Yeah. At the end of next year, we're going to have a set of word totals. Right. That will be some percentage more or less than what we read this year. Oh, okay. The person with the higher percentage uh, over... The previous year's word total uh-huh. will win will be the winner. Okay. my own words against me. Okay. Or mawa. <laughs> Ma- mawam. 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 Yawam mawam. Hey, feisty. It's okay. Yeah, we're, we're, we're upsetting the baby. We're upsetting Ma-wham. the baby with our fighting. Well, we're not <sighs> fighting. We're just... We're just... Friendly competition between yeah. siblings. So okay, so basically, instead of like word totals, it's word per- it's percentage of the words from yeah, the previous. We're still year. gonna do word totals. Don't fret, listeners. We know what you come here for. We're not gonna deprive you of that. But uh, we're yeah, also this was still just gonna be doing challenges, right? Great segue. So this year we've had a bunch of challenges that have been very fun. Have really gotten us outside of uh, our sort of. Uh, Comfort zones, uh-huh. I guess you'd say. Um, one problem with them, though, I would say, and you might agree, is that uh, a lot of the times we're just talking about books we read. Right. And that's a th- that's certainly something you can do a show on, but personally, looking back, whenever we've had a discussion about some common point of uh, reference, some like commonality yeah. is when we'd have our best... Uh, conversations about a book Mm -hmm. and with the challenges we never really got that because we were always assigning books to someone else but not to ourselves right right so and so for this coming season um before this episode we had discussed that issue and we have decided that there will be an extra layer to the challenges whatever book we issue we must also read ourselves yes and that will also be factored into scoring in a way that I mm-hmm. think is more interesting for the competition aspect. Right. So if both of us are able to read uh, the the challenge, um, both of us will receive the word totals. Right. If one of us reads the challenge and the other one does not, then the winner will receive double the word total. Right. And the loser will receive nothing. Nothing. Good day, sir. So I feel like that's a good... That is a good dynamic. Yeah. And uh, I think that'll really help uh, help the ebb and flow of, comp- of the spirit of the show. <sighs> well, I, All I right. don't know about you, but I'm starting to flag. Yeah. So what, let's let's talk. Let's figure out who is issuing the first challenge. Well, uh, you won. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. I think that the to the winner goes the spoils. All right, cool. I. 
So, hold on. All right, so what I did is I found on one of my um, Facebook, like, book groups. Yes. Um, I found, like, a, 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 you know, a little post. It's like, can I get 12 book recommendations from 12 different friends? So I, I posted this twice. The first time I had four people recommend eight books. So then mm-hmm. I, you know, I, like, made a little icon and reposted it and was like, all right, I need four more spots. And then I got, like... A crap ton more suggestions. So I just kind of thought that for the first challenge, both of us would read a book um, that was recommended to me. Sounds from, good. From you know my friends, from my Facebook friends. Now, before I issue the challenge, before I issue the challenge, let me ask you a question. I'm listening. Um, would you rather read a book that is well established? Or would you rather read something you probably have not heard of before? Something I have not heard of before. Okay. So, the book that we are going to um, be reading for our first challenge is called Otherworld. And it is by Jason Siegel and Kirsten Miller. Not the Jason Siegel. It's S-E-G-E-L. Okay, so not like um, How not I Met Siegel. Your Mother. Se- is it, is it Seagal? I thought it was Jason Seagal. I've always heard of Jason Siegel. Maybe it's... I don't think it's that Jason. I don't think it's, it's that, that guy. I don't think it's that Jason. J- yeah, I don't think it's him. Um, but anyway, this was the book. So, like, out of all the recommendations, I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I got to that one, and I was like, I've never heard of this book before. Right. Um, and so, it to me, it was just very intriguing. There's other books on this list that I either want to read because I've heard of them before Mm -hmm. um, or because or that I want to revisit because they are currently popular within you know social media Mm. Um, but anyway so for our first challenge we will be reading Otherworld by Jason Siegel and Kirsten Miller sounds good how do two people write a book Um, I would guess it's kind of like how more than one person writes a paper like, so, like, one person does all the work and the other person <laughs> just shows up? No. So, how we did it in grad school, um, or at least where I went to grad school, because we had to, like, for one of my classes, we had to, it was, you were in groups of, like, three or four people and you all had to write a paper. Mm-hmm. So, like, the way that my group did it was we each wrote our own section of the paper. Yeah. And then we all emailed it to one person and she, like, fixed the transitions. Okay. Alright, so it's, it's like an editorial process. Yeah. So, like, she would, you know, she wrote, like, the shortest part because she was going to be doing the editing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I wrote, I don't know, the middle part that had a lot more information than the other person wrote, a, like, the ending and had a lot of information. Right. Um, we each provided our own bibliography that you, that the editor could cut and paste from. Okay. And that's kind of how we did it. So, I would assume that if you're writing a work of fiction you're either collaborating on ideas or you're sending a manuscript back and forth. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. All right. So, looking, going to get in on that. All right. And this, our last slash first Yep, episodes, last slash first. We really shot ourselves in the foot with regards to like how we release these episodes. I guess the, the clean thing would have been to do an episode at the end of the year and then an episode at the beginning, but that's too much work. So... And we're busy people. Yeah. We're like... This is the first time we've well we we met around Thanksgiving, but we weren't recording a yeah we didn't there. record. Yeah. Um, I think the last time we've recorded was like the end of July. Yeah, that, that in that, the same yeah. room. In the same room, so 
I, I like doing it in the same room. I like doing it in the same yeah, room. Yeah, I, uh, I feel like uh, you don't get the delay. It's obviously much easier to edit. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Maybe we can maybe we can strive this year to try to plan yeah. more. New Year's resolution. Record m- more in the same places. And you got any other book resolutions? Yeah. Uh I read 53 books this year. I'm going to read 54 in the next. Okay. I read 152. My plan is to my goal is to read 157. Nice. <laughs> uh <laughs> I'm probably not going to beat you in word total this year, but I'm going to wreck you in ma-wham. <laughs> ma-wham. My own words. It gets, I was so pleased with myself when I came up with that goodness. I, it, that was like shower thought written all over it. It's like... I, You're like rinsing out the... Co- Do you use conditioner? I should. Okay. If I did, I probably wouldn't look the way I do now. <laughs> But, like, you're rinsing out your shampoo and you're just like, I know how to beat her! Yeah. Uh, But you were the challenge winner. Because you won the challenges. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Good times. Good times. Good books. Good books. Good words. Elizabeth. Thomas. I just... I just figured out our ending. What's our ending? How we end every episode. How do we end it? Oh my gosh, it's so obvious. It was right there. Good times. Good books. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>